Welcome to the latest edition of the Buff Zone podcast. I'm Brian Howell and joined by Pat Rooney. Uh, Pat, how are you? Good, Brian Howell. How are you doing? Ready for your first real road trip of the season? Uh, well, y- yes and no. Um, I hope I'm more ready than, well, let's hope the Buffs are as ready as I am. <laughs> let's put it that way. You know, I, I think I'm more ready than the Buffs are. Um, clearly, you know, Pat, this has been a, I, I don't know if it's, if disastrous is the right word, but it's really been a bad start for the Buffaloes two games into the season. And um, I don't know if you saw a, uh, a little fact that I had in the story recently, but this is the first time since 1974 that they've opened a season with, with two losses of 25 points or more. So, I mean, this is a, as bad of a start as they've ever had as a program. And, um, you know, this week doesn't get any easier. Yeah. One thing I, you know, I pointed out in my, my column this past week following the air force game is, uh, you know, as we all know, since the beginning of last year, this start moves them to, to four and 10, really four and 12 since the four and O start during the, the shortened pandemic season of 2020. Um, and out of those, out of those 12, only one of those was a one-score game. That was a near upset against Texas A&M in Denver at the beginning of last season. Every other game in that run has been not close. <laughs> you know, maybe close till halftime, uh, as we've seen in these two games so far, maybe close until the third quarter. But come the fourth quarter, the Buffs just aren't in the game. And, you, you know, you go back and look through this, and, you know, a lot of it, they're just not competitive. And and, and for me, that's alarming um, when, when you're getting not just beaten, but but beaten that badly uh, week in, week out. Uh, you, you wonder when or how it's going to get turned around. Yeah, you know, and I would say this is that I think I'm curious how many of, uh, of the games are like this. But like the first two games of this year, I wouldn't say that they weren't competitive. I mean, they were in both of those games until late in the third quarter. You know, um, same with. You know, I know the Utah game last year. I don't know how many of them have ended up like that. But, I mean, the bottom line for me is that, I mean, the scores are bad and you're clearly not finishing games right. And, you know, you're getting blown out at some point in the game to where, you know, the other team kind of takes control. So, I mean, I, I think they've been competitive in some regard, um, but not enough to really stay in games uh, throughout four quarters. And and that's an issue. And, and you know, in order to win games, you got to be competitive – throughout the four quarters, right? You would think so. <laughs> so, yeah, it is a concern, you know, and you look at this last game and, you know, clearly Air Force gave them chances and gave them chances. And this offense, Pat, just to me, cannot allow CU to stay in, in football games right now. And I think that until we see something different, it's going to be hard to see them, you know, beating people. You know, I, I think it's hard to project them to score many points or to beat, to beat people. What do you think? Oh, I agree completely. Um, you know, you said, I don't know if this is a disastrous start or not, but, you know, to me, it it kind of is not so much that they're 0-2, but the way the games have gone down, you you don't see any progress from the offense. You know, we talked, you know, it was just a few weeks ago, we were talking about what we'd like to see from this new look offense. And, well, we haven't seen anything, and it looks like last year's offense uh, as far as the uh, Certainly the, the, the futility and, and not being able to put points on the board. 
Uh, and, you know, they had a whole offseason and preseason to get things corrected. And it looks like more stuff, more of the same stuff, different season. Yeah, and I think that's the alarming part at this point is that, you know, there's so much talk in the offseason from these guys of, boy, this offense is way different and it's much more dynamic, more multiple. You know, we've got answers for everything. And <laughs> two weeks in, it's like, you don't have an answer for anything. You know, you, you can't uh, you know, move the ball against anybody. And, uh, you know, I mean, they've got two offensive touchdowns in two games, and I think it's three in the last four games combined or whatever it is. But, I mean, they're it's, it's a struggle. And, and I don't know what is going on with this with this program that, you know, they can't get going offensively. I mean, you got a new offensive coordinator. You even tried a new quarterback the other day. Uh, You got some new pieces in there, but you can't move the football. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I watch other college football games around the country. Sometimes I'm like, why the heck can that team move the ball? And Colorado can't. I mean, literally almost everybody I'm watching can move the the football and they're, they got creative plays. It's like, why are they doing that? And Colorado can't over the last two seasons. Yeah, it's alarming. I mean, this year, obviously, the quarterback situation, we'll get into that, I'm sure, in a moment here. But, you know, they've got some experience up front. They've got receivers that they have a lot of confidence in and a lot of depth there. You know, it seems like there's a lot of pieces that can move in and out of that rotation. They've got two running backs that have done all right in their chances so far and and pretty even on the production. And and moreover, a couple guys, especially in Alex Fontenot, that that have been around and, and know the drill. And it's just not happening. Um, you, you know, you, you you wonder where the psyche is uh, for this team and, and specifically that unit. Um, because you look at how these games played out and, you know, it seems like whatever can go wrong for the offense does. And I don't know how you climb out of that. I know, uh, you know, people might be turning to us for, for answers, Brian Howell, on this podcast. But I don't know what it is. I mean, like you said, they've shaken up the coaching staff. They've you know sh- tried shaking up the quarterback spots, uh, you know, short of I don't know how you you move on from there. I don't think the offensive line has been great, but I don't think they've been awful either. They've run the ball pretty well at times in both of these games, especially the first half against the Air Force. So, you know, kind of pick your spot. I don't know. I don't know how you get this turned around at this point on the offensive side. Yeah, you know, if you and I did have the answers, I think that they ought to, you know, split Carl's three and a half million dollars between the two of us. I would take it. I would, I would take, take that too. So, so let's try to come up with the answers and see if uh, we can pitch that that to Rick George. But I mean, I agree with you. The offensive line has not been terrible. Uh, they were terrible last year, and they have not been. And I, I thought that was one of the keys this year was better offensive line play. I think we've gotten that. Um, I think we've seen some better offensive line play. Uh, I have no problem with the way Alex Fontenot and Deion Smith are, are playing right now. You know, Fontenot's fumble at the goal line was clearly, uh, you know, somewhat game changing in some ways uh, the other day, but I thought he was in, but um, I think those two guys have played fairly well, but the way the games have gone, you've kind of had to take the ball out of their hands. And um, to me, the biggest thing is just that passing game and the quarterbacks have not played well. I know it was raining the other day and there was issues with your know, receivers dropping passes and, um, you know, there were a couple that were blatant drops, uh, you know, from those receivers and there was glove issues and things like that. So uh, you know, there's always excuses for this team though. Right. I mean, that's the um, thing. That's the thing. I mean, they are valid excuses, but there's always excuses and, you know, air force dealt with the same thing and air force got 41 points you had to deal with and, and they overcame all those turnovers, right? 
Air Force overcomes those turnovers, still scores 41 points. You know, Colorado has mistakes and can only get 10. So there's always excuses for this team. And, you know, <laughs> to be blunt, you know, Pat, I'm, I'm tired of hearing excuses from this team. And it doesn't matter if it's from, you know, Mike McIntyre, Mel Tucker, Carl Durrell, whatever. We've heard the same stuff year after year about, oh, we're going to be explosive. We're going to do this. And then, well, this is happening. This is happening. And they got to just figure it out. I mean, go play football and be better. I mean, <laughs> you know, I know fans are that. I mean, that's kind of what fans are waiting for is just, can we see some better football, please? It's been a long time. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, let's, let's maybe talk about that quarterback spot a little bit going into this week. Obviously, still up in the air. JT Shrout got the nod at Air Force and didn't have a great day. Uh, five for 21, I believe, was the final tally. And I don't know. what you, I, I feel like he deserves another start, not because he necessarily earned it, but we've seen Brendan Lewis for 13 games, for 13 starts. Uh, we kind of, I think, know what we're getting there. Um, you know, his opening night was pretty much the same as what we saw for, for 12 games last year. JT wasn't very good at Air Force. Um, but I think, you know, given the conditions and the fact that we've seen, I think, what we're going to see right now from, from Brendan Lewis, he certainly didn't take the starting nod and, and take the job by the horn, so to speak, and, and run with it. I think JT Shrout deserves another chance, maybe a shorter leash at uh, Minnesota. Uh, you know, the conditions weren't great for him. Carl Durrell on Monday, you know, pointed out six drops uh, in the game in Air Force. I've talked to you about this. I didn't see six drops. I saw a few drops for sure. There might have been six passes that glanced off the outstretched fingertips of, of receivers trying to make plays on, on less than spectacular passes. Uh, but certainly there were a couple drops in there. You know, there's a couple sequences. I talked to you about this sequence too. You know, late in the first half, uh, the Buffs had just scored a touchdown. They got in the ball rolling on the ground with, with Deion Smith, and, and he had the nice touchdown around 25 yards. I cut it to 20 to 7. Uh, the Buffs defense got the fumble and got the ball back. The Buffs started running the ball again, and then there was a second and seven near midfield. Uh, after they'd been running the ball the previous series and on that series, second and seven, they come out with a bootleg. Nice play call. It's wide open. And JT Shrout just misses a guy. And again, I know weather, all this, but but he missed. He missed the guy of a you know pretty wide open receiver. Now it's third and seven. Now you miss it. Now you punt. And now you get nothing out of that possession. Um, after having a little bit of momentum, you know, especially going back to to the previous drive. So just illustrating that sequence uh, to show that there are plays to be made out there, you know, regardless of the conditions. And right now they're not being made by either quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, after saying what I said about tired of excuses, I'll make some for JT Shroud. And the, you know, I think he does deserve another start in part because of those conditions. And I think that uh, his playing time so far, he's been put in some tough spots. You know, his first drive, he's pinned back at the one yard line does a pretty good job getting out of it. Uh, and then the next time he comes into that TCU game, they're already down 24-6. All you can do is really throw the football. Uh, that makes it tough on him. And then I think it was tough the other day. I mean, after that first series, you know, and, and that fumble was unfortunate. You know, I didn't realize it at the time, and um, we don't really have a, a great uh, TV angle where we're sitting in Air Force, but I didn't realize at the time that that ball that on the second play of the game was knocked out of his hands by Alex Fontenot 
um, running across and um, hitting hitting the ball with his elbow. So I don't put that so much on JT, but yeah, um, but he was also he kind of bobbled the initial the initial reception of the snap. But either way, that was sure. But I mean, he right. wouldn't have he wouldn't have fumbled it without Alex hitting it with the elbow. So I, I don't I don't I don't blame JT as much on that. But I mean, he went to gloves. He's never used gloves before. Um, the receivers had glove issues. So there were some things. Bottom line, there was a lot of things going on that I would absolutely give JT another start in part because of what you said that we know what Brendan Lewis is, you know, you know what you're going to get there at that point. Uh, you know, all the talk from Carl Durrell, this guy is a way different player than he was last year. No, he's not. You know, he didn't look any different. He didn't look any different against TCU. So we know what he is at this point. So I would give JT the start this week and, and yeah, uh, maybe that shorter leash, uh, you know, give Brennan another shot. Um, if things are going sour or, I don't mind throwing some packages in there for for Brendan Lewis, but I would definitely uh, make JT Shroud the guy this week. Yeah, I would too. Like I said, I want to see what he can do functioning and you know maybe a little bit better conditions. And I, you know, I don't. I'm with you. I don't like making excuses for the you know the situation. Um, you know, I've I don't like getting into my own past much on these podcasts, but I I, I played the position a little bit on my quaint little level once upon a time and. You know, throwing in the rain isn't impossible. <laughs> it, 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 it can be done. And uh, but that said, you know, there were some drops. You know, certainly it's not the easiest to hold on to the ball. Some of the turnovers both ways. It just made for a messy game. I'd still like to see JT Shrouts have an opportunity to to function in uh, in a little bit cleaner environment, if you will. And see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm I'm certainly not ready to anoint him the guy or anything, but you know, I think therein lies the problem with this uh, with this offense. You know, you hear the cliche sometimes that if you have two quarterbacks, you, you don't have any. Like any cliche, you know, there's situations where where that's not necessarily true. Maybe you have two good quarterbacks that are that are vying for the job. Uh, you know, I use Michigan as an example of that. Uh, but I think in the Buffs case, right now they they have two quarterbacks and they don't have a quarterback. And I don't think any of this gets fixed until one of those guys really steps up and and shows that they're ready for the job. And frankly, the best quarterback on the roster might be a true freshman that's maybe not quite ready to play at this point, Owen McCown. But, you know, only time will tell with that. But, um, yeah, the quarterback situation, either way, I think at some point the Buffs have got to just pick one. And they've got to go with it. They've got to ride with J.T. Shroud or Brendan Lewis. Um or Drew Carter or Owen McCown, whatever it is, I think you got to ride with one, and 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 go with it. And uh, either way, <laughs> you know it, it's tough. It's a tough spot for either quarterback this week because you know Minnesota is probably the best team they've played to this point, um, in my opinion. Um, but you know you got to figure out quarterback. I mean, if you don't figure that out, then uh, I think that your your offense is going to be kind of second guessing itself and um, lacking some confidence uh, until you do. Yeah, we'll see how how they respond this week. Uh, Carl Durrell once again playing a coy on who's going to start this week. You know, he's not obligated to tell us, but at this point, it seems kind of silly to you know, again like Air Force. I don't think Minnesota's sitting over there worried about who's going to start a quarterback. But I'll tell you what: in the case of this week, they might not really know who's going to start a quarterback and, and let it battle out during the practice this week. Yeah, yeah, I, that's where I, I think this week's different. I think last week they knew yeah. on Monday exactly who was going to start, and they just didn't want to say it. Um, you know, Carl Durrell said on Monday, "We want these guys." I mean, he 
he actually said, we want these guys to go out. Who wants this job? <laughs> and I, I honestly do think that they're um, going to spend this week uh, letting those two guys battle it out. And somebody, please take hold of this job. And whoever practices better, that's going to be the guy. And, you know, we're doing this on a Wednesday morning. They may not know right now. They may not know Thursday morning. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll find out uh, when I get to pregame on, on Saturday afternoon. But um, real quick, I want to shift to the defense, Pat. Um, I know the numbers look bad. But I've got to give that side of the ball some credit in that they've given this offense many, many chances to be in both football games, and the offense is just not taking care of uh, its obligations. Um, I think if the offense could get going, this defense could look a lot better. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. They've been they've been okay. They haven't been great, but they have kept the team in games um, both both you know both weeks. Uh, you know uh, the. You know, the first, you know, TCU's, you know, for instance, first two series ended in, in punts. Uh, the only touchdown they got on points on the board that whole first half was on a punt return. Uh, certainly they kept the team in the game and until things open up for TCU in the second half. And, you know, same in Air Force wasn't quite as clean for the defense, but they forced some turnovers. Uh, they kept the team in the game. You know, we've talked a lot about that being a, a you know, a 2010 game well into the third quarter with, with the offense having chances to make it a game. And you know what? If the offense puts points on the board, uh, you know, Carl Durrell talked a lot about, you know, complimentary football this week. And, you know, he was kind of on the money about that. If, if you know, w- we talked a lot about that sequence. It was uh, 20 to 7 after the bus touchdown, then 20 to 10, uh, you know, right right before the half. And there was a sequence there, you know, including that field goal late in the first half and in the first two series of the second half that, that included the the Fontenot goal line fumble. But they had three possessions there where they started inside Air Force territory, a, a couple of them deep in Air Force territory. And between those three possessions, they come out with, with only three points. You know, if they punch one in there, Maybe that energizes the defense a little bit. You know, it, it puts a little more pep in their step. It, it, it's easy to speculate now, but, you know, these things do happen in the course of the game. The offense puts points on the board. It immediately, you know, kind of energizes the defense. Hey, we got this. Let's get another stop. And, you know, we're, we're, we're right there. But when you fail time and time again and the defense has to go out there and try to stop them on long drives. I mean, we've seen it. This defense has gotten worn out in, in the second half of both these games and not something you want to hear. You don't want to hear about your guys getting worn out, but quite frankly, they've been on the, on the field too long. And you know, if, if, if you don't put points on the board and you can't sustain drives, it's going to keep happening. It'll definitely happen again this week at Minnesota. If nothing changes against that ground attack of the Gophers. Yeah. You know, Casey Roddick, uh, the, the right or the left guard, for the buffs uh, after the game, you know, he, he gave a shout out to the defense. He says, I give him credit for keeping us in the game as long as they did. And, you know, to your point, I mean, uh, there was the bad snap on air forces first, uh, you know, pun attempt to start the third quarter that loses 39 yards. That sets you up at the 13. That's nothing the defense did, but the defense did force that punt, right? So the ball, the offense was going to get the ball. Um, CU does nothing with that opportunity. And then the defense, you know, after the font, no fumble, the, the defense forces a three and out, and now the offense gets the ball at the 40-yard line, and uh, it's a four and out for the Buffs. They go for a fourth down and don't get it. So golden opportunities right there for that, that defense sets you up. Uh, and then after that, then Air Force scores to 27-10, and, and then kind of the game got away from me at that point. And 
you know, I, I think this defense has been worn out, and I think that if they can play some complimentary football, get something going on offensively, this defense isn't going to look as bad as as the numbers show right now. Now, this is I don't know if this is the game to do it because you know Minnesota's offense uh, can wear you down um, just as much, if not more, than than the Air Force offense. So um, I think this is a tough matchup for the Buffs to try to get that first win and really to try to get that first respectable performance. Yeah, like so they've been okay, but it, it's got to be deflating for those guys. It, it's it's natural, it's it's human nature, and you know, unless the offense gets going, I think we're going to see more of the same from this team. Which brings us to this week, Brian. How do you see this one playing out for the Buffs at Minnesota? Obviously, an ugly game last year here in Boulder, a shutout win for the Golden Gophers. Uh, they were missing. You know, at the time, their their top running back had, had gotten hurt, uh, I think it was two weeks earlier uh, last year. Uh, he's back this year. They have kind of their own two-headed monster in the backfield. They've been rolling up big yards, again, you know, not get against great opponents, but 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 they've been, you know, chewing up mass yards on the ground. How do, how do you see this one playing out for the Buffs? Different scheme, but it seems like a similar blueprint to what they were looking at going into Air Force last week. Yeah, you know, for me, and until we see this offense finally produce, it's hard to for me to project to see you scoring very many points. I mean, uh, they had one offensive touchdown against Air Force, one against TCU. You go back to last year, they had none against Utah. They had one against Washington. Uh, they were shut out in the second half against uh, UCLA. So that's 18 quarters. Their last 18 quarters uh, of football, going back to last season, they scored three offensive touchdowns. Um that's brutal. And I know it's some different players that were, that didn't play the last two and a half games last year, but it's still the same results. And so until we see something different, I can't project this team, you know, score a lot of points and therefore if they're not scoring points, it goes back to what we were just talking about with the defense getting worn down. I think Minnesota wears them down. Um, I'm just, I'm going to predict the same score that, that we saw last Saturday. I'm going to go Minnesota 41, Colorado 10. Yeah, and I, you know, I think it's worth noting that you know of those touchdowns you you've noted for for the bus, you know, two two and two games this year, and one of those was in garbage time. I mean, it was at the end of the TCU game, and TCU was just ready to to go home. So I don't know how much credit I'm I'm willing even to to give for for that, which doesn't deserve too much credit on on its own anyway. But yeah, it's been a struggle, and I'm with you. It's hard for me to you know, say this is even going to be a 35 to 21 loss when, when this team can't put points on the board. So uh, I'm thinking similar, similar as you, I was thinking uh 34, 13 Minnesota this week. And uh, you know, maybe a similar blueprint to what we've seen. The defense will, will fight and claw for a while, but, but in the end, uh, Minnesota will just pull away as, as the buffs kind of flail uh, with a lot of futility on offense. And at some point, maybe this might change, but you know, until we see differently, it's hard for me to project differently than than uh, what we said. And you know, I, I don't see the Buffs being able to stop Minnesota. I don't see him see him being able to score against Minnesota. So I think it's going to be another long day for the Buffaloes and um, yeah. an zero and three start. And you know what? If if they lose, like we're talking about, um, you know, the, I mentioned earlier that uh, this is the first time since '74 they've had two straight losses uh, to start a season by twenty five or more. They've never had three straight losses uh, of 25 or more to start a season uh, back to the 1890s when they started playing football. So 
Uh, this could be a historic start for the Buffaloes if uh, they don't get their act together by Saturday. Well, I know on this trip you'll you'll get to see a little bit of extended family, and you'll also maybe then get to see a little bit of history if it plays out like that, huh? <laughs> well, I yeah, I, it's possible. Um, <laughs> and I, I do want to say, you know, we're not rooting for this. You know, I yeah. would like to see the Buffs win, um, not because I'm a fan, not because I root for them, but because it's more fun covering, uh, you know, winning football. So I'm hoping the Buffs play better just because it's more fun to cover. But, um, boy, it, it's tough to project that, and I just might see some history. Well, I know uh, we're all maybe rooting against that history, but uh, well, hopefully you have a good business trip to Minnesota, sir. Well, thank you, sir, and we'll uh, we'll come back next week and we'll chat about UCLA. Sounds good. As always, folks, thanks for listening and tuning in, and uh, we'll do this again next week.